I was yeah. I was flipping through this book last night called Homo Art, and yeah. there were lots of dicks. I think. Excuse me. Some I can't of it, imagine oh, why. Homo Art. Some of it wasn't like man on man. It was just naked men. So I guess just the presence of a naked man was enough to make it homo homoerotic. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> But there are that lots. seems like, you know, like like somebody walking through like the Louvre and like pointing at p- nudes and being like, that's gay. Put that yeah. in the homo art book. <laughs> <laughs> there are a lot of pictures of Priapus and his big old dick. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I don't know if you posted this one, but there's one where he has like a scale and he's weighing his dick. I don't know if that was one of the ones you posted. Uh, I don't know if that could have been one of the ones I posted. <laughs> it's like, it was like, oh, there's Priapus and his humongous dick. <laughs> yeah, it's a curse. Yeah. <laughs> uh, tell me about it. Tell me about it, Robin. <laughs> That's your. Uh, that could be your, That should be your Halloween costume. Will you can walk around in a, in a toga with a scale, holding the scale. <laughs> You're like, what? What are you supposed to be? You know. <laughs> wink, wink. <laughs> Don't you study mythology? Um, so yeah, we are Spartacast. <laughs> We're recording. Okay. Yes. Hey. <laughs> and we have a guest with us this week. For those of you yes. that don't know, our guest is Robin. Yes, with the twir- the uh, twirling R's. Is that twirling? Is that a rolling? I believe R's. it's tri- trilling. Trilling. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> Sorry Hi, if uh, my joke towards the beginning of this podcast was offensive to anybody. No. No. Uh, okay. <laughs> we won't know what friends. the beginning. We won't know what the beginning of the podcast is until Will edits it. <laughs> right, right. Like, where do I want to start this? I don't know where I'm going to start this. Um, right, maybe after Matt uses the c word. Just saying. <laughs> the c word. I'm. I'm did really... I say? Cunt? Did I say cunt already? <laughs> <laughs> In real life, I use the c word a lot lately. I don't know why. It's just such a fun word to say. Cunt. <laughs> And Beloved, are you guys curb your enthusiasm fans? <laughs> Beloved cunt. <laughs> Beloved cunt. So it's a, it's a, it's a great uh, eulogy starter. Uh, <laughs> I don't. Oh well, it's really ironic that um, we we're talking about dicks. My friend tested me. We were, we were talking. No, we about, weren't. You were. I'm sorry. <laughs> I thought you said we were talking about dicks, and I'm like, no, we weren't. Yeah, you well, were. it's weird that I was talking about dicks earlier because my friend, we were talking about what we did on Super Bowl last year. Apparently, we went out to a restaurant and I drew a dick on the table <laughs> where we went out to eat. <laughs> so anyway, anyway, so we have the season finale of Spartacus Blood and Sand, and we're also doing a bonus discussion of Xena. Uh, what's it? Anthony and Cleopatra. Yeah, it's Anthony. 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 There's no. There's no H. Oh, God, fucking Romans. Um. So, do you have any <laughs> fun facts, Matt? You know what? I decided not to do fun facts this episode since we had Robin on, and I didn't want to keep him any longer than we had to. <clears throat> oh, I don't mind. I'm actually the. Uh... My afternoon's pretty freed up, at least for a couple hours. Well, I don't have any, all right? I was lazy, and I didn't want to do any. <laughs> don't blame next it on time. me, then. I think next time I'll have some, some fun facts. There's you know, a, a lot of people died in history. <laughs> Let me just read a list from my trivia facts. Kurt Cobain, Jimi sure. Hendrix. 
<laughs> um, so um yeah there are a lot of in the pop-up history there's a lot of stuff about like slave revolts and spartacus apparently how the um they're saying how like the romans just really hated spartacus so they kind of because he made them look bad so um they kind of sort of you tried to erase him i guess from history or something i wasn't fully paying attention i figured we could maybe at the end of the series we could do like more of a historical lesson Spartacus, fake news. <laughs> fake news. <laughs> Alternative facts. Well, I did read that the Spartacus uh, spurned this slave uprising, and because of that, the Romans just executed like a ton of slaves, like thousands wow. of slaves. So nice job, uh, John. <laughs> Good job. They did that too for other like uprisings. Like, oh, you'll just kill all these slaves because they're, you know, they're being bad. So. It, it, it makes of, a kind of morbid sense. Like, you got to keep them in line. What do you do? You scare the fuck out of them, don't you? I just watched Amistad like, the, the other night for the first time, and holy cow. There's a lot of Amistad. slave killing in that movie. Yeah. Um, never seen it. I saw that yeah, yeah once a long time ago. Yeah, it's almost like it's almost like the slaves had a reason to not want to be slaves. They were so, <laughs> so awful. Yeah. <laughs> what is it? Yes, I got some new dishes from Amazon today. I like just opened it like seconds before we started recording. You know, you know when you get old, you get excited about like dishes and furniture <laughs> and stuff like that. I can't wait to go and cook something. <laughs> just, anyway, I thought you were gonna say they're like Amistad plates. <clears throat> no, no, this is just on my like, mind. Uh, okay. <laughs> so this first episode is. Oh wait, I opened the wrong notes. First episode is kill them all. Hey, you know what? Why don't we just uh, pull back here a second and ask Robin about his history with the show and what he's thought up to this point and oh, all yeah. that other stuff. <laughs> get some, gotta get some background on our guest here. Oh well, I mean, uh, Spartacus is that that uh, blank spot that I have in uh, Stephen Denight's uh, filmography that I've always been. Uh, intrigued to check out but i've always thought it was going to be like you know cgi blood and boobs and who cares um so you know and that's that's that blank spot between smallville and daredevil you know i've always heard it's great um, but i never you know and lots of people have said like listen just be patient with it you're gonna love it and uh yeah at first i was kind of turned off by it um but as we kept going along i kept just getting sucked in more and more and more and that inspired me to just kind of write to you guys every time i watched an episode so i'm glad to be here for the finale yeah, yeah. Talk about the best episode ever <laughs> it's like it what a great. fitting title of an episode i just remember like <laughs> the first time i saw this in 2010 after it and then like whoa what the hell <laughs> this <Yeah>. is awesome <laughs> <laughs> so do you have a favorite character Oh, geez. Um, hmm. A least favorite character? Uh, I don't know. It's funny because, you know, I started this series really hating Alithia and Asher. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, I really was uh, digging them. But I also, you know, I, I well, Alithia uh, got to escape, but Asher had a pretty sweet death. Um, uh, what? This episode? Didn't, yeah, didn't he die? Oh, he, oh, he escaped. Cut. Yeah, but yeah, he was yeah. caught, and then he hid under some bodies. Oh, geez, maybe I was madly taking notes and thought he just got killed. That's all. Oh, that's oh, right, he... he was under some bodies. Oh, never mind. Gosh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Do you? I was like, you who's that now? guy? 
I oh. honestly was like, who's that guy? And I, and I forgot about it. <laughs> this is so random. <laughs> I thought maybe it was Body Otis hanging out there, but, uh, it, you know, and then all of a sudden you see him. Never mind. I don't want to jump who's ahead. This but... rando just <laughs> hanging out under bodies. All right. I, I like, I'm always, I'm there always were a lot of, the... Yeah, there were a lot of <laughs> people just running around and, it, yeah. you know, they could have been just a spliced in scene of somebody, some guest hiding and during the massacre. Like, that's fine. Yeah, I, I can see how you'd be confused. I've always hated Crixus, though. I don't. I just never really a fan. <laughs> just like yeah. shut up, you meathead. <laughs> I like I'm a fan of the heroes. <laughs> yeah, I like how you guys like the villains too. Because sometimes you just got to get behind a good villain. Because the other day somebody was asking me like, "Who's your favorite character in the Force Awakens?" I was like, "I don't know if it's because I'm an Adam Driver fan, but I really like Kylo Ren, even though he's kind of whiny and annoying. But I don't know. Like <laughs> it's like you know." Sometimes you just like, like the guys who just use the force for whatever the fuck they want. And they're just kind of like, I'm just going to yeah. choke this guy. Uh, so. But yeah. So this episode originally aired March 23rd, 2010. Directed by Jesse Warren and written by Stephen DeKnight. And there's a commentary by Stephen DeKnight, Peter Minza, and Katrina Law. To Anaeus uh, and Mira, she is so <laughs> she's so pretty. <laughs> we mention how pretty she is every episode. Every episode. <laughs> I appreciate that because I'm like, yep, nodding along. <laughs> mm, sip of water. So, kill them all was um, what Spartacus's wife said to him in the first episode. Remember? Oh, it's a callback. Oh, yeah, callback. Yeah. Barely remember old wifey. Gone too soon. Yeah. <laughs> R.I.P. Kind of bland. <laughs> I prefer Mira. Yeah, they knew um, early on that they were going to call us episode "Kill Them Off," and one thing they said was that when um, I guess word got out that they were casting someone to be a love interest for Spartacus and fans got like really pissed off. Like Spartacus would never love anyone other than his wife. Ugh, fans are stupid. Fans. Yeah. Uh, I think, I think they kept Spartacus true to his wife to the very end. And I think, uh, you know, his last love scene with, uh, uh, What's her name? Mira. Mira. Uh, yeah, it was a. Uh, it was really sweet, and uh, I, I believed it. I believed them both. It's like it was all right, romantic. It wasn't yeah. just sexy. Um, it was that yeah. too, but it was romantic. It was very it's sweet. Like one tender moment before possibly both of them dying. <laughs> um. I kind of, I don't know. How did you like the um, all the jumping back and forth kind of? Hey, here's a little something, but then we're going to go back and kind of set up what happened. Ooh, I'm of two minds about it. Was it hard to follow? No, it wasn't hard to follow, no. but I, I'm generally not a fan of when we two weeks late, two weeks earlier, that kind of thing. I'm not. It's it's gimmick and storytelling. I don't really like, but. Oh, I guess it kind of worked here because I was wondering, you know, uh, when it would, when everything would, like, happen, basically. At least they didn't like freeze frame and be like, "That's me, just about to kill this guy," and you wouldn't believe how I got to this point. 
I've always said I've hated that technique since I marathoned Alias because it got to a point where they were doing that every episode. But I kind of liked in this episode where I like watched it again this morning and you could see like, oh, hey, Vero's wife looks at um, Numerius, but then it's later that they go back and set up, you know, like how she was told, you know, what he did. So like just a lot of little things that I didn't notice the first time around that I picked up, that they were setting up in these things. So I, what I wanted to actually bring up was the, uh, the, the look that Cryptus sends to Lucretia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cause you don't know what it means until like later when they flash back. Exactly. Like, exactly. <laughs> oh, thanks. Yeah. That's what, that's what I was going to go. I was going to say that, but <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I know what is I've been there before Matt so we've all been there before (laughs) we're all here for you um so yeah um so yeah so there's this uh, there are all these scenes with uh the German brothers Agro Art wait Agron and Duro and they're just trying to convince Spartacus that he's got to get Crixus' support sooner than later because the other guys won't do anything unless Crixus is on board. Call them the dumb, dumb twins. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I got that from you guys. I don't. Mm. I I knew which one would die, too, because I had yeah, seen you did photos predict of the other that. one. Yeah. So knowing that the one actor shows up later on in the series, I just figure that oh the other one's going to die cuz they're going to they're going to need to kill one of them. I don't know if you guys watch it on like your laptop on Netflix but whenever an episode ends all of a sudden they minimize it and show a splash screen of a few different characters from Spartacus and I always notice one of the dum dum twins is on that splash screen. Maybe that's what you're talking about or maybe it's something else you saw. Something else I saw. I uh-huh. I remember seeing a promo still at some point. And that's how I knew he would still be on the show in a later season. Therefore, I just guessed that his brother would not make it through because, you know, got to give angst right to the uh, to the characters. No, I watch on the Blu-ray set. Oh, right. 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 A wonderful Blu-ray set, by the way. I bet. Excellent. Well all these commentaries. Yeah. Um. What do you think of the brothers? Because I'm not a fan at the moment. I guess by calling them the Dum Dum Twins, you don't really respect <laughs> them or their intellect. They just kind of like whatever. They just kind of they're like the same person to me. The one's usually yelling at yelling at the other, and uh, they just kind of what they appeared like a few episodes ago. It's like okay, so these guys are gonna probably serve some sort of meager purpose, but not really something I need to pay attention to. So I didn't. Just kind of there. Yeah. And yeah, so I don't know. It's, the city where he died, he just dies pushing his brother out of the way. Couldn't he have had a more glorious death than that? <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they lived up to the nickname I gave them. Dumb, they were dumb. like, oh, it's the middle of the fight. Let's, let's, let's have a stop and shake each other's hands and not pay attention to what's around us. <laughs> ah! Well, it worked for... Um, uh, Doctore and Crixus, they had a little stop and chat in the middle of the fight, and then the Doctore threw the knife at the guy attacking. That worked out fine. He'll stop and chat in the middle of a fight. Yeah, but Zero, he's not. He's not Doctore. <laughs> he's, he's, he doesn't have the same moves. 
Then we found out that Doctore's name is Animaeus. I thought they mentioned it earlier, so that's why I've been using it <laughs> at different points of the season. But I guess this is the episode where they first say it. And apparently, um, apparently people were kind of guessing that this guy would be the Animaeus from history, you know, leading up to this. Okay, you know, the fans had already guessed it, but a, the real Animaeus wasn't. He wasn't a doctore. He was just a gladiator from Gaul. I didn't know there was an Animaeus in history. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he, they, they said they had to, um, originally Animaeus and doctore were going to be two different people, but they had to combine it. And then they ended up creating Barca, who they knew would die, in, you know, in a few episodes. So the, part of it was budget reasons. They had to combine the characters. What? Budget reasons on this show? You saying they had to cut costs and cut corners? What? <laughs> yes. What? You can't, <laughs> you can't see all the money they put into production on the show. <laughs> well, the sets are usually good and the costumes are good, but uh, the special effects, no. <laughs> <laughs> In fact, one of the reasons why this episode works so well is that it we didn't have to go into the arena and see all the CGI. Though yeah. I do love a good, good those good crowd reactions. I do love yeah. some woman with her titties hanging out. Eating that watermelon. <laughs> um, so did you expect Asher to die in this episode or, <laughs> or no. I thought he did. Well he did die. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah. That's his uh, twin that survives, Basher. <laughs> yeah. No, I honestly thought Crixus was going to kill him. I was expecting Crixus to have a standoff with him, and but no, it was uh, Animaeus. I'm glad he didn't because he's one of the most entertaining characters on the show. Yeah, he, uh, he like the, he explained he has a hand in everything in the show. <laughs> it's kind of like, like the way he talks. <laughs> yeah, kinda, yeah, I, I, I love the way he talks too. Uh, I was wondering if that's like his natural way of talking, and he sounds pretty much the same when he was on The Expanse this week. So it's kind of like how on Game of Thrones, how everything that's happened is because of um, Littlefinger, <laughs> pretty much. It's kind of you can kind of almost put everything on um, on Asher. I knew he'd survive because again, I've seen uh, screenshots and things. So it's a little unfortunate that I am a little spoiled on things, but that's all right. I wonder what happens to Spartacus. Do you, have you been spoiled on that? Uh, that I don't know, actually. Um, <laughs> History Assuming spoilers. he retires to Florida. Uh, <laughs> he moves to a log cabin in Oregon for the rest of his <laughs> life. Um, yeah, so Animaeus kind of has a change of... He gets offered this position of Lenista, but once he starts to find out, you know, yeah, it's just... Uh, Badiatis had Spartacus's wife killed. He had Barca killed. He, you know, kind of has a change of heart about this house that he's been serving his entire life. Mm. Asher is so, you know, a sneaky little bastard. He managed to squirm his way out of death. <laughs> he beat the Reaper. What I appreciate though is the uh, the honor that he has for the the ring. You know, he still wants to die. You know. A- uh, like a gladiator as a gladiator he's got a respect for the gladiator gladiator stuff but uh yeah he just doesn't feel included yeah 
He's just the smart to... guy at the high school who doesn't get to hang out with the jocks. Just wants to be one of the boys. Poor guy. Mm-hmm. I loved his fancy outfit later. He had this really shiny fabric that he was wearing <laughs> when he was uh, eating off the master's table. And Varro's wife was like, you can do that? What? <laughs> yeah, they said like early on, they, um, I don't know if it was something the actor did, but apparently when things got really tense, Asher was always eating something. So they started writing that into the script. So when he's talking to Varro's wife, he's eating shit off the table. Oh, <laughs> well, it's like a tell. <laughs> it's Asher eating. Okay. Yeah, but uh, that last scene, though, I I really loved his whole speech to Animaeus, how he talks about the whole place, like the, everything is all him, and this place is has the mark of Asher on it. Uh, gross. <laughs> <laughs> Do not put a black light on this place. No, I didn't mean it that You'll way. see me everywhere. <laughs> Uh, that was a great scene, though. Where was Nevia? Even she has to mark of Asher. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she does. <laughs> I pick a weird time to start like cleaning up my table. Sorry. Oh <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, a Will Johnson production. <laughs> There's always some sort of distraction. Always going on. scattered all over the place. <laughs> um, uh, one thing that I thought was really funny on the commentary, they were saying that, you know, when they were casting the show, Stephen DeKnight's first choice to play Lucretia was Lucy Lawless, but, you know, he knew the role was going to be like really sexual. So he was kind of hesitant to ask, you know, because the producer, Rob Tappert, is Lucy Lawless's wife, I mean, husband. And, oh. um, <laughs> and, but he said that, you know. <laughs> But he said he got a call from Rob Tappert himself. Was like, yeah, you know, why don't we have my wife play this part? <laughs> so, you know, he like called them before he could, you know, ask. And, but he was, but Rob Tappert was saying, you know, I got to see how she feels about it. And I got to see how I feel about, you know, having her play this part. But it ended have up you working seen out. Xena? Because. <laughs> but she's not naked she... in Xena, though. Pretty close. <laughs> At least from what I remember. From the one episode I've seen, yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so are we ready to talk about the rebellion yet? Get <laughs> <laughs> uh, all, all of place. the preamble out of the way. I was afraid that this episode was going to be mostly preamble and then like five minutes of s- stuff at the end. Oh, no, but no. It was, <laughs> it was, I would say, half and half. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I think yeah, maybe the last twenty minutes or so is yeah, the the fight. Yeah, when it goes all Westworld. <laughs> it hit the fan. The uh, uh that little leap <laughs> that little giant leap that Spartacus does. Oh pretty amazing. Uh, yeah. Uh but it's like, Oh, here it comes. Here we go. Yep. Yeah, but anime has stopped her from killing body artists. It's like, oh, not yet, not yet. So did you think that Badiatis and who do you think would actually, who were you surprised to see die? I was definitely surprised to see Badiatis die. When they, when they pulled that move, I was like, fuck, wait till season two or three or whatever we're doing here. Yeah. Well, they only had him for one season. So they're like, yeah, we have to, we have to kill him. (laughs) Oh, really? I see. I, 
figured we'd be seeing him during the prequel. Well, yeah, spoiler alert. Yeah, he's a, but they at the time they only had him contracted for one season. And I don't I'm not sure they knew at the time that they would be doing a prequel when they Well, filmed. no, they didn't yeah. because this is uh Andy Woodfield's last episode, which I'm yeah. sad about. Wow. Yeah. He's has such a magnetic personality. Like I I when he when he's on screen, I my eyes are drawn to him and what he's doing. And he's not just like a like Crixus is like a meathead. I don't get that feeling from Spartacus. Yeah. Uh, I have a feeling if he was alive, he'd be totally playing like a Marvel superhero. Like, oh he's, yeah, he's really great. Like he'd get that distinguished of a t- of a role. Maybe a good player. <laughs> nice. No, I'm just saying he's 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 great. He's somebody you could. He's like a I don't know. He's got he's like Captain America. He's great, but like Australia, right? <laughs> Captain right? Australia. Captain Australia. Is there a Captain Australia? There There's a Captain Britain that I don't know about Australia. <laughs> Captain New Zealand. Captain Kiwi. Uh, I don't know. Captain Australia. He he rides in a battle in the pouch of a giant kangaroo. <laughs> <laughs> Onward, Kanga! <laughs> they said that they wanted to have more people on that balcony. Some of the characters we've seen earlier in the season, but the actors weren't available, but it ended up working out better for them because they get to come back on the show since they didn't die in this one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess I yeah. was, to answer your question earlier, I was very surprised that Lucretia was stabbed in the stomach. I, and then when she came out later, I thought, oh, well, maybe he had just wounded wounded her and she would survive. Uh, then Badiatis got it, and I was like, oh, my God, what's happening? <laughs> they, they really came right. I was so happy to see Numerius die. <laughs> um, I know you've been talking about it earlier in the season. I'm like, just wait, just wait until <laughs> the finale. Um, Mrs. Varro is the unsung hero of this she's, finale. She's, she's, she's amazing. Just flip the fuck out. My note is that little twat finally got his Aurelia. Nicely done. That was great. She's awesome. <laughs> oh, man. But, you know, he didn't really confess to doing what Spartacus had implied uh, that he did. He just said that Varro is nothing. He said nothing. bad things yeah. about Varro. Yeah. But he, he never corroborated Spartacus's accusation that he asked for Varro to die. That's enough, though. <laughs> I was almost worried. But is it that- enough to kill a child? I mean, he's still a child. <clears throat> Those gladiators were killing, like, women and children and everybody. <laughs> there were other children? I didn't see. Yeah, I didn't see any children. I thought so. Maybe I'm wrong. I know they killed uh, women, though. Oh, yeah. Mama knew Marius. Yeah, she went early. <laughs> yeah. With a splash of red... CGI red blood on the back. It's interesting <laughs> when they decide to use actual practical effects and when they use the CGI. Here they used it a lot. Yeah. yeah. When they um, when they barricaded the doors and the the royalty not the royalty, but the uh upper crusts were they're banging on the door, let us out, let us out. That's when they, they decided, oh, we we're too conservative. We don't want to show them get <laughs> massacred. Let's put the CGI red frame you know over it i think they said that was a stars a discussion they had with stars about that Uh, yeah it may have been a thing from stars just too violent they said let's we gotta we gotta dress it up in some uh, cgi effects 
but a guy getting fucked with a spoon, that's okay. <laughs> that's fine. Um, Steven and I used a little trick he learned from Angel to, from Tim Minear and Angel and said, we'll give this, we'll give this little one to Olivia, lock the doors. Oh, oh, that's yeah. yeah, I was, I felt like there, this was um, a very familiar plot point, but I couldn't place a, yes, you're right. Mm-hmm. Um, when Angel barricaded the lawyers in the wine cellar. Yep. Yeah. That was a very cold moment. I loved it. <sighs> that one scene between Alithia and Lucretia earlier where they're just kind of, she's like, yeah, you're telling me what to say now. She's like, I'm not going to have you fucking talking <laughs> you know, without direction. Oh, I love those two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm going to miss their dynamic in the later seasons. Mm-hmm. If Lucy Lawless is not on the show. According to IMDb, Alithia means female moron in Greek. <laughs> really? <laughs> I have no idea if that's right or not. But I, I, I that's just a terrible name for her. <laughs> Maybe earlier in the season, but I was really rooting for her towards mm. the end. It's like, yeah, girl, you get yours. They Lock was, that door. Yeah. Save it She's night. about it was... as smart as Cersei on Game of Thrones. Yeah. Uh, I think she's... I don't know. Maybe she's a little smarter than Cersei. Cersei, Cersei thinks she's smart, but she's not. It's it's. They feel like the same character, it's just trying to climb their way out of a male-dominated world and assert power, and often making a mess of things. Uh, they were saying on the commentary that these two kind of, you know, deep down inside, they kind of wish they could be friends. And they said this, he said the same thing about Spartacus and Crixus. I got deep down inside, they kind of wish they could be friends, but they can't. I just want everyone to be friends all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Except for, yeah, why can't everybody just get along? Can't they? (laughs) Can't they? Oh, boy. Rodney King was right. Somebody posted. So I posted that on my Facebook the other day and I was making a post about Trump. Like, can't we all just get it was so it was a Trump supporter. I don't think she liked the fact that I was <sighs> negative about Trump. Anyway. You ever wonder I guys I listen to a lot of podcasts and just about every podcast is is hosted by progressives. <laughs> <laughs> They're always saying something negative about Trump, and I'm just wondering what are these podcasts that conservatives listen to? <laughs> Adam know. Carolla, maybe, or um, <laughs> this is sports? Probably, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, maybe, maybe there's a like a Star Trek podcast for conservatives, or like a geeky podcast for for alt right <laughs> people. Uh, so yeah, Crixus kills his baby. Assuming it is. Which I think it is. Yeah, I think it yeah. is. Uh, so, yeah, so when uh, Lucretia kind of tumbles in at the end, Spartacus starts um, repeating lines that Badiatis did in episode two, like, what would you give to hold your wife or something like that? Oh. To oh, taste awesome. her lips. So, yeah. I think first they are going to have him kill Badiatis the gladiator way, like the way that Animaeus was going to kill Asher, but they decided to do it differently. The sweet whirl. Yeah, it was (laughs) shocking how fast it happened. I just expected him to get out of it somehow. 
Nope. <laughs> <laughs> nope. <laughs> uh, so funny. <laughs> all right. Programs like this, they all, always drag out the um, the deaths. Yeah. They don't do this kind of thing at the end of season one. I, I yeah. This is this would be like a great one and done series. I have no idea what to expect in the next two seasons. Yeah, they didn't know if they were coming back or not, so they kind of worded Spartacus's little speech at the end, so that it would kind of kind of be on a, a stamp on the series. Yeah, but um, they said if they had known, they would have phrased it a little differently. But yeah. Well, I guess well, it's good they didn't pace it because you know Andy Whitfield gets a great complete story here in season. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Well, uh, the Legatus is still out there. Yes. So, <laughs> Globber. <do>. Globber. <laughs> that name. Globber. <laughs> My dog just globbered all over me. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, he's still out there, and Alithia's still out there. So, we, we got some heavies still kicking around. So, that's good. Yeah. Don't ever well, kill Alithia, please. <laughs> I think she'll get hers, but it, it'll be toward the end. And of course, we don't know what Asher will be up to. Uh, Robin Asher lived. I don't know if you know that. He did not <laughs> die. Uh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah. And of course, just, we have to find Nymeria, I guess. I'm not really, I never really found her very engaging as a character. So, I just not like I don't have to. Your Navia? I guess we gotta find her. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, her name's Navia, man. I don't know if you were. Uh... Oh, is it? What did I say? Did I say Numeria again? <laughs> yeah. She's not, a, she's not, she's not a white wolf. Arya's dire wolf. <laughs> dire wolf. <laughs> the second time I've done this. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. I can't remember. I think they said the original. I used to follow. Well, I think I still do follow Steven. And I. I think it said the original plan was to do four or five seasons. I can't remember which one it was. It was either four or five seasons, but plans changed. I see this episode aired in April of 2010. It was March where Andy Whitfield was diagnosed with non-Hodgkin lymphoma. So they announced that they were doing a prequel season so he could recover. And in June of that year, he was cancer-free. And I remember hearing that he was um, training to come back to the show. And then in September of 2010, he had a relapse and he quit the role and that's when they cast Liam McIntyre to take over and the next year in July was when I made my first and only trip to Comic-Con in San Diego and I got to go I went to the Spartacus panel I remember I think it was going to be either Spartacus or a Star Trek panel there at the same time and the Star Trek panel was full so I said okay I'm going to go to the Spartacus panel I got there maybe like five minutes into the panel and I got one of the like last seats in the back row and they were all really cool. And, um, they had Liam McIntyre there along with, um, one of the guys from the second seat of uh, the prequel season. And I think Crixus was there and well, Lucy Lawless was there, but I think they were being coy about, you know, what role, if any, she would have in season two. And they're all really funny and they're <clears throat> Lucy Lawless is hilarious. And they were saying that, you know, Liam got to meet Andy Whitfield and got his blessing to take over the role. And it was, let's see, t- 
two months later where he passed away. September 2011, September 11, 2011, 18 months after he was initially diagnosed. I know there's a documentary out there somewhere, which I'm going to try to get a hold of. <clears throat> What's the documentary about? Oh, it's about his search for, for a whales. cure. I the whales. Go ahead. That was about his search for a cure, like after he was diagnosed with cancer. Just awful. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> anyway. So do we <laughs> so, so to go from that? Do we have any quotes? Quotes? Mm-hmm. Tons of them. <laughs> I'm going to mute. <laughs> I'm and writing cl- them down left and right because they're hilarious. I'm going to mute and clear my throat while you guys do that. My first quote is uh, when Crixus comes back into the, uh, uh, into the Ludus and they're, this dude standing off to the side is like, Yeah, Crixus! Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> that uh, was your watermelon eating uh, shirtless person. <laughs> I don't know if you guys listen to the Greatest Generation podcast, but no. uh, they have a recurring segment called the Drunk Shimoda, <laughs> and it's the character who is always like either the funniest, silliest, or just sort of like that's your Drunk Shimoda right there. <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, it's the guy banging the shield, going yeah, Crixus, oh duh, <laughs> like yep. Uh, but that's not really not a quote. <laughs> that's just a Neanderthal. <laughs> Uh, how about uh, uh, when um, uh, Numerius's mom gets killed and all these uh, gladiators like enslaves, you know, come into the room and, and one of them goes, come here, you Roman pussies. <laughs> <laughs> the background dialogue is always amusing. <laughs> yeah. I've got here. Uh, was she such a woman? Your wife? She was the sun never to rise again. Heavy thing to be denied its warmth. I will see the gate opened, but I would have exchange. This is my price. To feel you inside me. To know a pale shadow of the love that you felt for her. Aww. <laughs> <Just> uh, <okay>. Sorry. <laughs> I, wasn't re- I wasn't really, I was so into it, I wasn't really writing down quotes. I did write down, let's see if you recall what I taught you when you were yet a man. I thought it was interesting how Animaeus wasn't really on, he was more on Crixus's side than Spartacus. Kind of wanted Crixus to kill Spartacus, <laughs> but then you know, in the end, kind of helped Spartacus. But right in that quote, he was talking to Asher. Yeah, more of this "you're not a man" stuff. Yeah, that's kind of why I wrote it down because I was just hearing that come from Animaeus. It's kind of weird. Um, there was a great Alithia quote: "My hands are no longer my own, and now you seize my fucking tongue." <laughs> another quote from her she says to lucretia i will see you properly attended yeah i love that (laughs) you think lucretia was she suspicious when um if she had known it was the season finale she would have been been suspicious (laughs) (laughs) if she had known the title of the episode was kill them all she would have been suspicious (laughs) yeah seal the Fucking doors. That's another great idea. <laughs> she gets some F's out there. She's great. That's when she walked away wearing that Barbara Eden costume. <laughs> <laughs> like, Coming, master. Seriously, she had this this purple like garment on. Like, are are you the genie? <laughs> <laughs> mm, 
Google said Googling. all the quotes. I'm sorry, I'm Googling um, Cena stuff. <laughs> I like this quote from Crixus, actually. I've often dreamt in quiet moments of having a child with Navia. Ooh, oh, snap. <laughs> her face. Not the first reversal that he does. Uh, the first one, of course, is to Spartacus. We might have been brothers in another lifetime, but not this one. <laughs> So, who is the winner of this episode? <laughs> oh, shit. Lithia, of course. Lithia. <laughs> really? Okay. Not Spartacus or... Spartacus has got a lot of work to do. He really <laughs> messed his world up, and now he's got to, like, convince, like, hey, guys, yeah, burn down our source of food and <laughs> any sort of uh, roof over our heads or anything. And now we're, we're on, slaves, yeah. but now we're being hunted by Rome. <laughs> But we'll 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 totally. I know we're like a we're like a group of twenty, but we're gonna totally burn down Rome now. Just follow me. <laughs> Except they they didn't really follow him because when he got to the gate, he just stood there and they all walked past him, which I thought was a very strange <laughs> strange moment. <laughs> we'll catch up with you. All right, we'll we'll wait for you. <laughs> like, wait a minute. Let's Marcus go. <laughs> uh, did uh, uh, did Katrina Law make it out of there? Did I miss that? She I did. think I saw her. Yeah, I saw her standing. Oh. She also walked right past him. <laughs> <laughs> like bye. <laughs> um. So who was the loser? <laughs> Is there one person who lost above everyone else? I- I'm not sure that I agree that. Lithia won, but I can't think of a uh, Asher? alternative this time. <laughs> well, no, because he lost his entire oh, yeah. world that he had been building. I mean, he, he escaped with his life, so he didn't lose, but he didn't, I don't think he won. He got cut pretty bad. All right, who do you think won? I, I can't think of an alternative, yeah. so I guess I have to say Lithia. But it's just- <laughs> yeah, nobody else comes to mind. <laughs> nobody really <clears throat> won, except for maybe some rando slaves who... You know, they're free now, but they don't have the burden of having to uh, raise Rome, you know, like Spartacus yeah. does. <laughs> you're like, thank you, Spartacus, but I'm going to go my separate way. I don't want anything to do with you <laughs> and this. Mrs. Varro kind of won. She got to get some vengeance. That's true. Oh, uh, yeah. She got to kill Numerius, so, yeah. Oh, yeah, I, I, I was... I meant to say we got talking about something else. I, I was worried when Spartacus came, you know, over to her after she just murdered Numerius. Like, how does he? How did he know that she wasn't going to whirl around and try to stab him too? She was just pretty pissed. Yeah, at she wanted him to die. What'd you think of Varro, Robin? Did you like him? Oh, I like Varro. That's like my favorite role that that actor has done, <laughs> <laughs> except for the the wig, wig he had to wear. But. Yeah, so the hair. I hear it was a big turnoff. No, you didn't like him as John Connor? <laughs> he wasn't John Connor. Oh, okay. It was Kyle Reese. Oh, that's that's what I meant. God damn it. <laughs> I, I I did not buy him at all as Kyle Reese, but I wasn't like as deeply offended by his portrayal of Kyle Reese as others have been. Yeah. Okay. Like I was like, he looks nothing like Michael Vian. Like they could have done a little bit better at trying to cast that, but I guess um, 
Amelia Clark really doesn't look a lot like Linda Hamilton either. So <laughs> whatever. Uh, she wasn't the best Sarah Connor either. <laughs> Actually, uh, uh, his portrayal of Varro made me decide, maybe think to myself just for a moment, at least like, eh, maybe I should check out that diehard movie that I'd never seen. <laughs> Have you seen it yet? No, uh, I watched like the first few minutes of it and I fell asleep and I was like, <laughs> nah, I don't think I'm going to turn that back on. Good. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe someday. Um, who lost? Badiatis, Lucretia. Um, who else? Yeah, Marius. Marius. <laughs> Duro. Uh, Mrs. Um, Mama Numerius. Some friggin' randos <laughs> that. Guard. Some guards. Oh, Mira stabbed the shit out of that guard. Remember? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so bloody. Oh, you know who won? Mira. Mira. Spartacus. Oh, shit, yeah. Okay. Spartacus won, too. So everybody lost, pretty much. <laughs> Except Mira. I don't know any of their names, but some of those randos that uh, Lithia named that she invited to this uh, this party... They probably had no idea what they were in for. <laughs> yeah. Oh, did you get the quote where um, Lucretia's like, do you want to kill your fucking animal or something like that? Just right oh. after the riot broke out. Um, I like that in my notes. Uh, I would say Lucretia is the biggest loser because... <laughs> she lost the most weight. She lost her... <laughs> 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 Wow. Um, <laughs> sorry, that was my influence. <laughs> lost your child, lost her life, lost her... Well, I mean, if you consider a fetus a child. But let's not get into that. Um, <laughs> oh, boy. Potential, potential child. Um, lost her life, lost her house, lost her fortune, lost her reputation, lost her best friend. Mm. Yeah, and just, like, betrayed by the guy that she was in love with. You know? Yeah. She's a big old loser. So, what was the best sleigh? Oh, wow. There were so uh, many. The, I want to say it was Numerius dying at the hands of Aurelia. That's what I was going to say. God, I love that woman. <laughs> that was that was uh, very uh, vicious. She's so, like, meek and quiet, but then all of a sudden she's just like, He's mine! <laughs> <laughs> Good for her. Good for her. Good for you. You go, girl. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, the comic I book mean, is insane. Bloodbath scene was a uh, pretty, pretty bad, pretty oh, good. But good too. and now, like we saw much detail except for blood seeping under the door. Oh wait. Oh, okay. Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> I was gonna say. I would say to Aurelia, "Good for you," but you're also crazy, and I don't want to talk to you now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy for you, but you scare me. Goodbye. Yeah. We good? We good? Okay. Uh, yeah, of course, Spartacus killing Body Odysseus. Yeah, that's actually. good. So, he not only killed him, he did a sweet twirl. It was <laughs> The whole thing was cathartic. I really needed that release. I needed, <laughs> needed to see these bad people die. Yeah, building up all season. Yeah, gotta give us something. So, what about best lay? Oh, well, Mira and Spartacus, of course. Yeah, really the only. Yeah, not not the only, but not only the only, but 
it was very sweet. It was romantic and tender. Agreed. All right. Um, what about ratings? So if our guests go first. Oh, um, geez. Uh, well, mm, uh, I'll say 10 out of 10 uh, sweet shield attacks. I guess you can call it sweet shield springboards. How about that? <laughs> springboards. It's uh, I I'm so glad I I was getting impatient at, at the beginning of this season. Um, but once you just kind of accept this as the world and you get sort of invested in the, the characters and um, I, I just appreciated it more and more. And so this was a, a great climax. And yeah, this could have been just like a one season and done. And I hope uh, the next two seasons aren't like a drag because of it, because this was so kind of perfect. Yeah. I mean, it's a little concerning to get rid of the characters that we had grown so accustomed to yeah and and just like it's like building towards this giant thing it's like yeah we're gonna go take down rome and the next episode's description is like a young batiatis by the way i don't (laughs) care about that let's go kill rome i do i am a little fearful of the prequel yeah losing the steam of the finale but i will approach it as its own thing yeah yeah i'm i'm curious to see um this uh, re- replacement for Spartacus. I don't know the character's name, but I know they have some other central character. All right, we'll get to know him and his backstory. That's cool. And I do believe we get to see Asher as like a gladiator, you know, before he got all mangled. So that's going to be interesting. Maybe we'll see Crixus, how he injures him. Yeah. No idea. <clears throat> no idea. So it'll be interesting. Yeah. I'm intrigued. Yeah. And this... a, little, a little fearful, but... Reese's and there's also a fully CGI character named uh, Jar Jar. <laughs> Jar Jar. <laughs> Misa love killing people. Um, he's a gladiator. <laughs> Misa, make it rain. <laughs> Stop doing that with your cash. Okay, so now I'm just imagining a naked Jar Jar in a bed full of money just writhing around the dollar bills. Yeah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Player, draw that. (laughs) (laughs) If you're still listening. (laughs) (laughs) So it's your rating, Mateo. Uh, This was excellent. This was really great stuff. I think it was partially enhanced by Robin saying over the Facebook Messenger that it was really good. Like, that's how you do a finale or something, he said. So I knew it was going to kick off in a big way, and I kept waiting for it and waiting for it. And when it finally did, it was very much, I don't know if you guys saw the Westworld finale, but it was very much that sense of um, yeah, the oppressed rising up and taking their vengeance on their oppressors, which is always a good thing to watch, unless you're a Trump supporter. So I give this one a 10 out of 10. I dream of genie costumes. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, I really loved this episode. I was looking forward to <laughs> you guys seeing it. And I just loved the way that everything hit the fan and they just, you know, pretty much killed everybody. <laughs> so, which you don't see a lot on shows. Um, <laughs> uh, so I, I'll give it 10 out of 10 little twirly slices. <laughs> All right. What do you have like the spreadsheet open and you plug in numbers in? No. 
I was going to ask you, what's our series season average? Yeah, with the highest. I mean, this is obviously the highest rated episode, but like, what's number two? I think um, uh, next time. (laughs) Yeah, tell us next time. Yeah, we'll do it. For the longest time, I think that my favorite episode was The Thing in the Pit when uh, we could see those Mad Max costumes. Hmm. I don't remember. So, yes, please have that prepared next time, sir. That is your assignment. I if like I the one where Olivia ended up like bashing that girl's head open. Yeah, oh, that, that was, was amazing. <laughs> that was crazy shit. <laughs> All this repression back in Roman times when people snap, they really do snap. Yeah. Yeah, they're so repressed back in ancient Roman yeah. times. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so no feedback, but next we have. Come on, Robin. <laughs> Robin, where's your feedback? Gosh. <laughs> Oh, yeah, we have a episode of Xena called Anthony and Cleopatra. It was the 18th episode of season five. Do you know how many seasons they did? They did six seasons. Okay. And was Xena always inserted in historical <laughs> events, or was that just something they did in the later seasons? It's it's something they did in the later seasons, okay. which is why I think I prefer the later seasons. Okay. So they, they took... um. Different mythologies, like Norse mythology. I know the the series finale. They go to Japan, oh. like an ancient samurai ghost or something. Pretty wacky. The early seasons was very much uh, kind of like Hercules type. Uh, did you guys watch Hercules? Yeah, I watched Hercules and some of Xena. Never seen the, any of it. The <laughs> first season of Xena is is very much like. Uh, this village is under attack by a warlord. This village is under attack by a monster. This village is under attack by this other village. <laughs> that's what I figured the Zena whole show was like. Yeah. Yeah, and that's how it was for the first season. Was They relied on that very heavily. But later seasons, they really tried to stretch the mythology and bring the characters to different different environments and i know they did a lot of silly like uh modern times things there was a plot where uh characters in present day thought they were reincarnations of xena they got very meta very silly it's a goofy show this was actually kind of an atypical episode because they played this one very straight yeah i don't remember a lot about plot lines but i did remember the opening almost word for word (laughs) i guess because you heard it so many times Oh my god, that freaking title sequence! I was like, "Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it's great." It I mean, the the, the music movies. is great, um, especially uh, before before the whole narration starts. There's like I don't know what instrument it is. It's like brass instruments yeah, or something, something like Celtic. Very yeah. evocative. Yeah, yeah. In a time of what is it? In a time of ancient something and of warlord of gods and warlords and kings and. Yes, I land in turmoil. Cried out for a hero. <clears throat> she was Xena, a mighty princess, forged in the heat of battle. That's that's the part I remember. <laughs> um, and her courage will change the world. Da, 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 da. <laughs> it's good stuff. <laughs> I'm actually really surprised you've never seen any of this, Robin. This seems kind of like right up your alley. No, I just you know I never got into Hercules, and then all of a sudden the spinoff happened, and uh, now I was. I was like watching Buffy and vampires and stuff, you know. Speaking Small of Buffy, <laughs> I looked at the guy who wrote this episode, Carl Ellsworth. He wrote the Buffy episode Halloween. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, 
What a totally different episode. <laughs> <laughs> and he also worked on Cleopatra 2025. And he, <laughs> <laughs> Brett, <laughs> he was, I'm an expert on Cleopatra. <laughs> I think I can write, write for Cleopatra 2525. <laughs> <laughs> he also wrote the movies Red Eye and Disturbia, which I remember liking both of those. Yeah. Yeah. And. I think the director of this episode is Michael Hurst. Yeah. I'm sorry I interrupted you. And I was just saying that he's working on Gremlins 3. But yeah, Michael Hurst, Eolus. Right. Who directed many episodes of Spartacus. Right. So. So. <laughs> I remember this teaser from 15 years ago. I remember Cleopatra in the milk bath getting bit by the snake. Because, you know, in, in reality, in, in, his, in history... She supposedly killed herself by being by by an asp bite. So they took that historical tidbit and worked it into a xenoplot, which is clever. So I wondered how the snake got in the scroll and nobody felt it writhing around. In <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I remember the 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 blood in the milk bath. That was a pretty evocative image, and I just she's like, "Go get Xena," and then they bring her in in a carpet, which is again a very uh, familiar. <laughs> I don't, I don't know if that happened in, in real life, but it certainly is a, a cult pop culture image of Cleopatra wrapped in the rug. But now it turns oh, out really? Be, I didn't yeah. know that. Oh, yeah. The unrolled. Mm-hmm. I don't. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> uh, can't, I can't form a thought now. <laughs> <laughs> You're like me 30 minutes ago. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, yes, I was. This was like she's naked in the tub. Like, okay, it was this, but I guess two thousand. I guess you could see that kind of stuff on TV. You could clearly see her butt as she got into the bath. <laughs> I was surprised. This was syndicated. I'm pretty sure it came on Fox where I lived. So yeah, Fox was a little more risque. I think it was like network. USA here. Oh, oh, maybe so. I don't remember is- what what station picked it up, but it was a sa- it was on Saturday afternoons. Yeah. Yeah. See, I was, it's good. Don't it was Saturday afternoon shows. <laughs> I, you know, and I wasn't often home either, but when I would catch it, I liked it. And then in the later Xena seasons, they actually started to become so compelling that I would, at that point I had my own VCR and I, w- I would record them. <laughs> oh, VCR. I would say, I would say that I got into Xena probably season four. Maybe late season three, season four, and then uh, watched them regularly till the end, and then went back and got the DVDs like from Netflix or Blockbuster, and watched them from the beginning, watched watched the whole series straight through. It's funny this uh, this uh, last couple of days I've watched Lucy Lawless in different stages of her. Like I, I watched Spartacus, I watched Xena, and I also just uh, finished up uh, the latest season of Ash versus Evil Ted, where oh. she's a character there. Yeah, and she still looks, you know, about the same. I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, I remember when she was going to be on. She was on the X Files, and she was supposed to be a bigger character, but like she ended up getting pregnant. Oh, no, that's what happened. Okay. Yeah. Can't was, have pregnant women on the X Files. <laughs> no way. More trench coats. Come on. Just put her in a giant coat. Do we still have <laughs> Jillian's giant coat from season two. <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, of course, she was um, Nick Offerman's love interest on Parks and Rec, too. Oh, yeah. So if you want to just see her play a normal 
mom. <laughs> Suburbia yeah. mom. I keep saying that every for years I've been saying I'm going to go back and watch the, you know, all the way through. I just haven't gotten around to it yet. But yeah, did you say Battlestar Galactica? Oh, yeah. 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 She was my favorite. Well, she was one of my favorite Cylons. <laughs> um, Spoiler alert for BSG. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> um, uh, find out at the end of her first episode. Um, that's true. You do. Uh, now, what about Manu Bennett? <laughs> Credited here as John Bennett. Oh, really? <laughs> I tried to find out why, but he, I mean, he is of Maori descent. Is that how you say it? You know, the from Maori. Aboriginal oh. Aboriginal tribe from New Zealand. Okay. Oh, the guys that do the big dance and, you know, they do the rugby yeah. games and shit. Yeah. <laughs> that's, and that's all I know of that culture. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like him a little slim down like he was in this. Big, and he's all beefy guy. looking in um, Spartacus. He, it's kind of gross, but in this he he looked a lot more natural, better. I thought he did a, a pretty solid job as Mark Antony. Um, yep. uh, um, on Arrow, I guess he's okay on Arrow. I don't know. I think I like him the best on Arrow. <laughs> of course, that was probably when I was first really exposed to him. Yeah. Oh boy. He's. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was then. I then I saw Spartacus, Sp- and I was you're exposed, exposed even more. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's on that show, Chronicles of Shannara, which I've only seen like a few episodes. I, I think I like him. A lot better on Arrow and Spartacus than on that show. And Hobbit, Hobbit movies, Thirty Days. Yeah, of Night. he was. He was. He, lost in, he loses uh, his head in Thirty Days of Night. His head gets chopped off. I remember that. I don't remember. <laughs> I didn't. Well, I didn't know who he was then. Um, and so it was interesting just to see these two playing different characters. Yeah. Oh, Gabrielle, she was so mad in this episode. I don't remember. <laughs> Gabrielle being so mad all the time. Well, one of my favorite lines is um, when Brutus says to her, <clears throat> Gabrielle, you survived the crucifixion? They're like, <laughs> like, what are you talking about? What? <laughs> what? Oh, yeah. I guess she was crucified. I don't remember any of that. I know. It's funny when you forget their backstories and they just drop them in and it's something so like audacious as, wait, you survived your crucifixion? <laughs> <laughs> amazing uh this was not a good gabrielle episode though i and, kept and on going oh that's that's the gabrielle character because she's got the wig on and she looks, she looks like different. like they all look the same you know I, I, right. every once in a while i catch me off guard like oh wait wait xena's the one with the gold braids and she's playing cleopatra but she's not cleopatra okay okay <laughs> yeah this is probably not the best first episode of Xena that a person could watch because again, it is very atypical in terms of tone and location and the fact that your two main characters are playing different, different characters for so much of it. And then there was that character Shiana and I was uh, wondering, I was like, is she like a regular character? Let me, she keeps giving like ugly looks at everybody (laughs) or looking shocked. I couldn't, I couldn't, couldn't understand what was going on. I, I honestly, in my notes, there was one point I was like, I have no idea what's going on in this episode. 
I or think at some point I did start to lose focus because I thought I would probably watch it again, but I never got to route to it. Mm-hmm. When all the stuff with all the lovey dovey stuff with Anthony and Cleopatra started to, oh yeah, when she was starting to fall for him. Uh huh. And that's oh, yeah. where I was like, I can't believe this aired on Saturday afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> Are we at the point where we can talk about Natalie Merchant? Because what yes. the fuck was going okay, on there? Okay, so when it first started <laughs> playing, I was like, this sounds familiar. It's not that. Oh, it is that song. But maybe this is an instrumental version. They won't have the lyrics. But then the lyrics started. And yeah. like, oh, shit. What is this? this is not fitting this other <laughs> It was almost like a TV show that's got like weird replacement music when they're in syndication. Yeah. Like, this doesn't fit. Well, when it started, I was like, oh, my God, they're using um, – they're using criminal by Fiona Apple. <laughs> like, Oh wait, no, it's not that. But, um, I do wonder if this is the only time they, they've used pop music in the show. There is a musical episode of Xena, but other than that, Ooh. have they used, have they used music in this kind of context? I thought pop you were music. supposed to look that up. I'm trying, but I don't really know if there's a, <laughs> if there's yeah. uh, information about it. I just don't get it. Uh, like, I get it if it was actually a normal thing that they did, like kind of breaking well, the timeline the or whatever by bringing in. Sorry. Well, what's the movie where they did that? Um, they play like David Bowie. Oh, a Knight's Tale. A Knight's Tale. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking about that. Like, did they do that like a Knight's Tale? Trying to let me see. If I, can I always want to do like uh, Lords and Lady Dances whenever I hear uh, uh, David Bowie's Golden Ears. <laughs> I think um, I'm going to, I want to throw a party where we just, you know, a medieval themed party where we dance to like modern music. I think I want to do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's going to be my Halloween party, maybe. Definitely. Oh, man. So, yeah. So, this is. <laughs> Why did they put Natalie Merchant on? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. What is sense. going on? Uh, well, like a uh, carnival. That's a good song, huh? So there's a, like a lame '90s pop ballad. Oh, it's lame. All right, all right. It's it, it's kind of <laughs> it's so tonally different than Zeno. Okay, so there is a website called Woosh.org, which is the they call themselves the birthplace of the International Association of Xena Studies. <laughs> <laughs> so they're definitely not xenophobic. Uh <sighs> I was waiting for it, <laughs> nice. and I took it. I took yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, you did. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Robin Burge, Robin. ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I'm done. Uh, <laughs> anyway, whoosh. They call it whoosh because that's the sound that her chakran makes when she throws it. Okay. I don't know if it's called a chakran. I think it is. It's this. Um, she didn't throw it in this episode. It's this round frisbee thing. Yeah. She throws it. It hits twenty guys, and then it comes back to her. It's like Captain America Just like, shield. I was Captain or Captain Australia's boomerang. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but in this sort of uh, synopsis of this episode, there is a section called commentary where this person, Beth Gaynor, writes, I like Carnival by Natalie Merchant, but since when is Xena Warrior Princess using pop music as its soundtrack? And what on earth does it have to do with ancient Egypt? The food seduction scene was pretty steamy, and I loved Gabrielle's breaking... Breaking break up of it and promptly claiming of Antony's space, but that music was ridiculously distracting. 
Okay, so we're in season five here. It sounds like this is the first time they've ever done that. Okay. It's, just not, it's not a typical thing. I don't know it. why they did it. Oh, my. I just found another trivia piece of trivia that was kind of funny. Apparently, there's a credit at the end of this episode uh, that says that I didn't catch, but it's on IMDb. No rubberized snakes intend on destroying the Queen of England of Egypt were harmed during the production of this motion picture. That yeah. apparently is a credit. <laughs> so when did Xena jump the shark, <laughs> if ever? <laughs> Was it this episode? I don't think it did. Okay. Because, I, again, I remember the later seasons becoming more and more interesting. Okay. And they started doing more with their own mythology and character arcs. And the... The evolution of Gabrielle is probably the single most interesting thing about the show, because when she starts, she's this young girl with long blonde hair who was just kind of a tag along. But then by the end of the series becomes as much a warrior as Xena. In fact, I do remember that she becomes adopted by the Amazons and becomes an Amazon and they, and the Amazons don't take in Xena. (laughs) Well, Yeah, so yeah. So did you think that um did you guess who was behind the assassination of Cleopatra? I don't think I was trying to guess or anything. I think I just I, kinda, no. yeah. <laughs> don't think I cared. <laughs> yeah, I, I was go- I was continuing I, I was um uh, I was constantly thinking like, am I like supposed to be rooting for um Mark Antony or am I is he the bad guy? Who's the bad guy? Because like she got some sort of battle started on the Nile, and then then she told this other guy, "He's like, hey, by the way, they're going to totally start this battle on the Nile." And or was it the Amazon? I have no idea. And uh, yeah, did he die at the end? Uh, yeah, he uh, makes a, a really awful cry face, and then <laughs> <laughs> runs at her, and she puts her sword through him. Yeah, I I wrote I wrote his quote down. His uh, his quote is, <laughs> I did love you." <laughs> um, all right, any um, fun 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 ship battle there? Yeah, fun little practical effects of of like a model ship running into another ship. Model ship. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah, Feel- the CG and this that yeah, was pretty. <laughs> It, it yet for Xena, I think like this is where they actually spent some money. Okay, I remember 15 years ago thinking, "Wow, the production values in this are insanely good." Yeah, for yeah, it's for, for yeah, it, yeah, for syndicated TV 15 years ago. They didn't spend it all on Natalie Merchant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How much did that Natalie Merchant song cost them? I wonder. That's where they put their money. I think that scene is actually running on my computer <laughs> while we're talking. So I'm sorry. Uh, I I think one of my favorite uh, scenes was uh, when some some random random. Oh wait, um, Mark Antony is eating melon, Matt. So there you go. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, when Octavius, not sure something, whatever his name is comes to the throne room and discovers uh, that it's Xena playing Cleopatra. And she's like, yeah, that's right. I've been playing the part of Cleopatra. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That was uh, Brutus. Whoa. Xena is okay. Brutus. Yeah. Yeah. 
And we know Brutus is a bad guy, right? Because he, because A2, Brute. Have you seen Rome? No, I've always wanted to. Yeah, that's a good show. It's a really good show. Does, does that have Natalie Merchant in it? I'm pretty sure it doesn't, but it should. Like every every, every show needs to have Natalie <laughs> Merchant now. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Freaking Rome credits playing and just in the background. These are the days. <laughs> oh, goodness. <laughs> um, see, I didn't write down any quotes. <laughs> no, I didn't either. <laughs> Just, just the lyrics to that Natalie Merchant song. That's all. <laughs> oh, uh, Zena keeps slipping up. The, I wrote down one of her slip ups. She's like, "Tilly begged for my navel, uh, navy." Oh yes, I, that that was <laughs> I remember, very. Yeah. I do have a soft spot for bad boys. This is another one. Uh, I guess I did. I already said this one, but you survived the crucifixion. <laughs> 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 uh, there was a moment early on, I guess it was in the teaser where she, you know, he unrolls the carpet and she's inside and she's all chained up and, uh, she kisses him and then he, she's somehow transferred the key into his mouth. Yeah. And I feel like if somebody did that <laughs> to another human being in real life, they'd be like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> what is this object you're trying to shove down my throat? Uh, Another weird thing, and Mark Anthony uh, dismissing uh, one of uh, his guards, and the guard goes, "Sir, yes, sir." It's like that doesn't sound very (laughs) Roman. (laughs) It's the coming thing. (laughs) You move, Private. (laughs) This is my. This is what I can't do. (laughs) Also, didn't it seem like Anthony had met Cleopatra before? And it doesn't recognize that she's yeah. not, not the same woman. It's so convincing. Yeah. They like pen pals, maybe. Mm. <laughs> um, do you want to name a winner and loser? <laughs> uh, Natalie Merchant is the winner. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and the snake is the loser. I don't know. <laughs> The loser would be Anthony. He had yeah. gave us an ugly cry face, and then he got <laughs> stabbed. Also, the loser is Gabrielle, who is obviously in love with Xena and has to constantly see her make out with her other dudes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Subtext, uh, Robin. It's all subtext. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, the winner. Who's the winner? Gosh. Hmm. Gosh. <laughs> I guess uh, the winner is that attendant of Cleopatra's who promised Cleopatra that she would have revenge and secure the Navy. You know, make sure that her Navy didn't go to her, to her killer. I don't know. It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> Best slay, <laughs> Anthony. <laughs> Cleopatra. <laughs> Sweet, sweet killing by a rubber snake. (laughs) 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 A rubber snake killing Cleopatra. Okay. Scroll. 
it, it, it was really up. fun watching this first and then Spartacus second because yeah. seeing those scenes between uh, Lucretia and Crixus, I felt was even even more interesting having just seen th- those two actors more yeah. intimate in, in other sure. roles. It it was a palate cleanser, definitely. <laughs> um. <laughs> did you? Which one did you watch first? Uh, I watched Xena first and then Spartacus. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's how I did it too. I watched yeah. Spartacus first, then Xena. So yeah, it was interesting seeing them. Oh, this is them being intimate when they were so much younger. What about 10 years younger? Oh, and uh, about halfway through the episode, I got impatient and I put it at 1.5 speed. And it was, um, I'm actually watching a scene now where uh, Anthony is fighting like five different guys. And it was really funny to see it in fast forward. <laughs> You know, actually, I remember when I was watching it, I was thinking, this is a little slow. You know how we, you know, shows from the 60s seem slow compared to now? Even shows like 20 years ago seem a little bit slower. Yeah. So I was like, eh, pick it up a little bit. But yeah, that was a bit yeah, quiet I, at the end. <clears throat> I, I did feel like it slowed down during the middle section. It definitely was starting to drag. But it, well, it became very, like, almost political. Yeah. And not knowing the backstory or really who we should be for or what it's all about. Like her Navy, like, do we really care? Like, right. And there was like this romance out of nowhere. And Xena's like crying over this guy all of a sudden. (laughs) (laughs) No idea. You're like, that's not the Xena I know and love. (laughs) She's supposed to be like, like (laughs) killing everybody. Yeah. She didn't much. She didn't fight much because she was pretending to be another person. So, yeah, not a great first episode of Xena to, to watch. But obviously, that was not the reason why we picked this one, or I picked this one. It was it was a good pairing with the, uh, the Spartacus. That that's for sure. Uh, okay. I don't know if we should rate the episodes. It's just like one episode. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we need to. So it's next time on Spartacast, we'll be doing the prequel season, Gods of the Arena. The first two episodes are called uh, Past Transgressions and Misio. 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 No. I saw that (laughs) Misio was written by uh, Jed Whedon and his wife, whose name I can't pronounce. I think they call her Mo. Oh, Marissa Takron? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. So they're full on the show now. Sorry, what are the names of the episodes? Past transgressions, and the second one is Missio, M I S S I O. I S S I O. Okay. Something about the problem with the Trade Federation, the <laughs> blockade of some- something, <laughs> something, dark side. <laughs> yeah. well, Missio Day is a Latin Christian theological term that can be translated as the mission of the God or sending of God. Hmm. I don't know. All I can think of is a miso soup. So uh, oh. they go out. They go to a Japanese steakhouse. Uh, <laughs> they get uh, tapenaki and sushi and miso soup, and it's delicious. There's an RPG that I used to play. It's one of those games where you could spend like you know 200 hours playing before you get. To, it was it was either Tales of Symphonia or Tales of the Abyss, one of those. But you could cook food in those games. And one of my favorite things to cook was miso soup. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I just I spent way too much time in that game. All right. All right. So 
a little strange that you liked cooking virtual soup. But okay. Yeah, I mean, you helped your character out, but still, it was oh, fun. Yeah. It was fun crafting. <laughs> um, so, um, past transgressions. Oh, I don't know. Robin, what yeah, you this got? is like this is like a prequel, so we don't even know what past trans- transgressions they're talking about because there's nothing before a prequel. <laughs> Except, is it like a meta title saying that now we're seeing the past transgressions of the characters from season one? Uh, the- uh, yes. I don't know. Yeah. So I guess we get to see uh, see young Asher, maybe young Lucretia, young Batiatas. Hopefully they're like all in high school together. Vertic <laughs> <laughs> is high. Yeah, with the Spartans. Yeah. <laughs> of course, you Asher is the in the prime. chess club. Chess club. <laughs> He's in the cafeteria with his tray of food, and they uh, <laughs> he, he like he like trips, and they they trip him, and they're like, ah, "Nice job, loser! Learn to walk, loser! Yeah. Oh, I'll get you." <laughs> <laughs> I built this high school. Everybody I'm going to put my mark all over this school. <laughs> <laughs> they bring his mother in. Your son was uh, urinating and defecating all over the school. <laughs> <laughs> Just looking at some pictures from the prequel season. Where Silithia's head cheerleader. <laughs> She's going to the prom with Crixus. <laughs> She's going to the prom with Glaber. Oh, Glaber! Yeah, he's the. Oh, but what happens when uh, he president. doesn't get? What happens when she's crowned uh, crowned prom queen, but Glaber is not crowned prom king? It's Crixus who's uh, prom king. <gasps> they, but they, they were, they're not a couple. They didn't come to the prom together. <laughs> now they have to do a dance. Yeah, they're gonna have to dance. All righty, that's. I can't wait. I can't wait. (laughs) The best. (laughs) That might be better than the actual. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Are these seasons all the same length? Ten episodes. I know the prequel is six. six, Yeah. All right, that's right. That's what I'm thinking. This one, this one was thirteen. Yes. Oh, she's thirteen. I skipped a few episodes. (laughs) Hard to count. Let's All see right. Here. What do we we let's see here. Uh, season one is thirteen episodes. The prequel is six, and then the final two seasons are ten episodes each. The total of thirty nine. Thirty nine. <laughs> uh, <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> <Ignoring> that. We're running out of time on the podcast and their episodes. Want to know if you guys are <laughs> Robin. Yeah. people find you on the internet oh uh yes uh, well you can find me on twitter at el Robinero. um i host uh right now day. huh caliente. yes uh, i believe rob thomas said that uh el Robinero was his uh was his carlos danger so i consider that a compliment um and speaking of Rob Thomas, I host uh, the iZombie podcast with Robin and Steph. We talk about the show iZombie. I host also with Steph, uh, We Don't Want to Wait, which is we don't a, wait. which is a teen drama binge cast. We've gone through Dawson's Creek and Hellcats. So right now we're talking about the show Popular, which I'd love to see crossover with uh, the Spartacus prequel season. 
Um, and I also occasionally um, host uh, an angel intro cast called Redemption Cast. So. Uh, underline occasionally. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Thank you for coming. <laughs> thank you thank you for coming along it was not without your help <laughs> uh, I'm going to plug something I'm going to plug the latest episode of Hooplecast that I released where we talk about Hotel Room which is an HBO series directed by David Lynch and also we discuss perversions of science Kevin Pollack gets a sex bot attached to his groin <laughs> oh, that happens they, they were uh, both awful but next time on uh, Hooplecast, we'll be discussing Oz and oh, From the Earth to the Moon. I love Oz. Yeah, I, I love, love Oz, Oz, too. And I've never seen From Earth to the Moon, so this might make me actually check it out. You should, yeah. I've posted the links to the episodes in, the, in our Facebook group. So if you go into Facebook.com and you search for Hooplecast, you can join the group and watch the episodes and send in feedback to the podcast. We also accept guests on that podcast. Mm-hmm. We just haven't had any because we're watching these really obscure old <laughs> HBO programs. I think these two might actually be on HBO Go. <laughs> I'm not sure. Pretty sure Oz is. I'm not sure about the yeah, other. Oz, yeah, Oz is probably on HBO Go, but I don't know about From the Earth to the Moon. Down Below podcast is <laughs> nearing. the end. We have two episodes of Babylon 5 left. We just can't seem to all get together at the same time to record them. Two episodes of Babylon 5 and uh, three movies left. So we'll be back, hopefully, in the Crusade. No, we're skipping Crusade. Because I actually want to end the podcast in one of these days. No, no, it's it's just not actually. It's just not. I've never actually seen all of Crusade. I've only seen like a few episodes, but I'm going to try to watch it soon. So, yeah, that's all for us this week, folks. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. Goodbye.